Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second hour of the Live with Rank Show. 269-441-9595. If you would like to join us today, love to hear your thoughts, opposing thoughts, different thoughts, anything on what we're talking about today, if you'd like. It's nice to see people smile. Michiganders relax as COVID cases drop. I saw this article in MLive, and I believe there are similar articles that are being written in different newspapers in the state. And they talk about this new freedom that we are given. It's almost like on cue, these things happen. And they talk, as I said, about this new freedom that we're given when it's actually our old freedom that we're given. And, you know, I don't think that these or this article was written in any necessarily political for any political reasons. But I often wonder if these people do more than just I have to get two, three, four, five stories out. Do they think about these things? Or is their day consumed with, for instance, like myself, my day is always consumed with long after eight hours of not only what I want to talk about tomorrow to all of you guys, what may interest all of you, as well as not just broaching the topics, but trying to get a deeper understanding of it. So I read this paper, this piece, and it has to do with a barber shop and people being able to uh, get their haircuts now and not have to wear masks. And they talk about, well, here, quote, just days earlier, Washtenaw County, home to liberal Ann Arbor and among the bluest in the state, announced it would drop requirements for facial coverings in schools by February 28th as COVID-19 case numbers decreased dramatically across Michigan. Now, really, is that why they're dropping the face masks? Now, I would be for them dropping the face masks because they had proven not to work. Anybody who is uh, going to want to accept, it, it, unless you're a person that say, well, if it helps two people, then it's working. Well, we know that it will help zero people less than an N95. Now, I know people would argue with me on that. Eric Pessel being one health public health officer with the uh, Calhoun County uh, Department of Health. I just pointed out to you their guidance the other day. It's out there in a piece I wrote. You can check it out at the stations you're listening to on me. Uh, you're listening to me on. And just check out the under rank, meet the host rank. You'll find it. Sorry, I was, I, again, once again, I try to do too many things at once. Anyway, <clears throat> And short of an N95, masks do nothing. So if that was the reason for it, then it would be a celebration. But no, they say the reason for it is the dramatic decrease of cases across Michigan. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services saying the worst was behind the state on Wednesday, last Wednesday, rescinded its mask advisory 
that they put forth in November. Talks about the highly transmissible Omicron soon supplanted the strain. Cases spiked to record levels and then fell even more steeply than they rose. But we all knew that was going to happen because we followed the track that Europe did. And we saw happen in Europe. That's why all of us, including myself, told you it would be all over in February. Not because I'm a scientist or a doctor, not like many of them are. They may have the degree, but they don't seem to be scientists or doctors. But because I saw what was happening in Europe and listened to people that I listened to who are real scientists and just don't want to get their name in the paper or on cable television or regular television, I knew that was going to happen. Quote, it's like a massively quickly burning wildfire that runs out of fuel, end quote, said Rick Sadler, associate professor at Michigan State University's Division of Public Health, Department of Family Medicine within the College of Human Medicine. Well, he must need a real big business card for that. He said he expects in the next four to six months there will not be any sizable outbreaks unless another variant emerges with the ability to reinfect many who have immunity. Rafael Meza, a professor of epidemiology and global public health at the University of Michigan School of Public Health, said it's likely COVID will settle into a more seasonal pattern. Where have you heard that one? Maybe a year ago. There will be, quote, periodic reemergence, end quote, but the conditions are much different now than in 2019 or 20, when fewer people have been exposed to the virus. Oh, are you talking about herd immunity that you guys kind of forgot about? Until the last month. But the bigger reason why, or the more important reason why I wanted to talk to you guys about this, was they're saying, due to the dramatic decreases in cases, they've lifted all of these mandates. So many of you who follow me, listen to me more often than not, know that I keep a daily record one for the state of Michigan is an Excel spreadsheet, one for the country and one for the world. State of Michigan, I get the data right from the state of Michigan, United States from the CDC, the world from Johns Hopkins site. Every day since I think February of 2020, I've written down the number of positive cases, the number of cases, deaths. The difference from the day before for both positive cases and deaths. And I've done that for each of the three groups I was telling you about. So when I read that this, all these mandates are being reduced because of the numbers that are declining, I said, well, let me go back to my, oof, what, almost two years now of data and see if that's true. So let's go back to just December of last year. We were running 8,000 cases a day, then 6,000. So every time they report it, and they don't report it daily, as I told you, they only report, state only reports it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, when they don't have a day off, which is most, most months they have days off. But I got 8,000 a day, 6,000 a day, 6,000 a day, 4.8,000 a day, 7,000 a day, 8,000 a day, 
12,000 a day just in December of uh, last year, 2021. December 29th, 2021, 12,000 a day. Now let's move into January of this year. 1.5, no, I'm sorry, 15,000 a day, January 3rd. Then we go down to 14,000 a day, January 7th. 21,000 a day, January 10th of this year, 40, 20, no, let me see, 10, 20, about 30,000, excuse me, 12,000 a day, January 12th, 14,000 a day. Again, remember, they they changed their their, uh, mandates because of the reduction in numbers. And I'm giving you the numbers starting in December of last year. Through January, and the numbers are all like that, even into February, 9,500 a day, 4,800 a day, 3,300 a day, 3,800 a day, 2,800 a day, 1,700 a day, 2,200 a day, just back in February 15th, 1,800 a day back on February 18th, not that long ago. And now remember this nice little article here, wherever I put it, states that because of the dramatic decrease in cases, they decided to move or get away from those mandates. Now, I just gave you the numbers from December of last year, January of this year, and February of this year. In fact, even going back to February 16th, no, the last one I have, February 18th, you were looking at 1,800 cases a day. Now, why am I deluging you with all these numbers? Because I'm going to take us back to 2021. In our case numbers then. The case numbers back then must have been so much higher than these 8,000 a day, 7,000 a day, 4,000 a day, uh, 1.1,700 a day. They must be so much higher. That's why they kept those mandates back then. Well, you'll find out about that if that's true or not. Coming up right after this, you're listening to The Live with Ring Show. You're listening to the Live with Rank Show. Wow, that was a little loud there at the end. Thank you for that. I was throwing a lot of numbers at you. But don't worry about understanding the specific numbers. Just know the number, the, 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 how high that number was. And it was in relation to more and more articles I see coming out. Hey, we're free. We're free again. It's nice to see people smile and all that is true. It's so interesting And I remarked on this when this all began. Not being able to see someone's face because they're covered up with a mask is is really odd. Really odd in the sense that you can't, you, you forget or you don't even realize how you communicate so much with your facial features or, or, uh, I guess it would be not not the features, but how your face interacts with what you're trying to say. It's, it's very, very interesting. 
and that's great. Things are getting better. People can smile. But what I drilled in on is when I read that the reason that all of these mask mandates and what have you are or mandates or even guidance, some of them, uh, Whitmer saw her numbers cratering and she needed to be reelected. So she got rid of the mandate and just add the guidance and then let the public health departments do the mandates in the schools. But in these stories, they're all buried the same thing. It's because of this dramatic decrease in the numbers, the case numbers of COVID-19. So I went back to December of last year and I have every single day that the state, the country and the world through Johns Hopkins gives us their numbers. And I was reeling off numbers to you going back to December of last year. 8,000 a day, 4.8,000 a day, 7,000 a day. These are the average case numbers in the state of Michigan. 12,000 a day, 15,000 a day, January 3rd of this year, 15,000. And it goes on and on and on, even to last, let me see, February 18th, that was last week, 1,800 cases a day. So I went and skimmed my Excel spreadsheet and I'm like, well, have we seen these kind of low numbers before? Uh, Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. In fact, if you go back to May of 2021, 739, 799, 542, 614, 445. Now you remember, I just gave you the numbers from the last three months. All the way up to last week, February 18th, 1,800 cases a day on average. But we go back to last May, we're in the triple digits, not four, 740, 800, 540, 600, 445, 388. And this is consistently through March, through March, excuse me, May 25th, all the way until July 20th, we had under 1,000 a day. We went for a month where we had 182, 179, 172, 100. My point being, I think you get it, is why didn't they get rid of the mask mandates now? Those numbers are much more drastically lower than these numbers And I don't know the answer to that. Other than the reason they're doing what they're doing now is political. What else could be the answer? Why when you had for months from May 25th through, let me look through my numbers here real quickly. Through August, you were under 1,000 cases on average a day in the state of Michigan. So that's what I'd like to know. Now, they may say to you, and they're not saying it in these articles, but I know when I had Eric Pessel, the public health information officer for Callum County on, we interviewed him, I don't know, was it last week or the week before, where he said, well, it's not just the vaccination or herd immunity, it's the ability to treat people. 
with the monoclonal antibodies and what have you. Well, we've had that ability for a long time. That just didn't pop up over the last three months. So I wanted to bring it to your attention that uh, it's something uh, is, is interesting here. And I think it's just simple. It's politics. It's an election year. Uh, we've moved on. They finally read the room and noticed that, yep, they've moved on. We could care less what these people say. When I read anything now from the public health people, it's, uh, it's with a grain of salt. Maybe not so much from the local, but I'm talking from the state as well as from the federal government. Does, does anybody care what they say anymore? Does anybody believe it? And they brought this on themselves with the media's help. Is my thought. In fact, talking about COVID deaths or cases, I saw this in the Wall Street Journal this morning. U.S. life insurers, as expected, made a large number of COVID-19 death benefit payouts last year. More surprisingly, many saw a jump in other death claims also. Industry executives and actuaries believe many of these other fatalities are tied to delays in medical care as a result of the lockdowns in 2020. And then later, people's fears of seeking out treatment and trouble lining up appointments. Well, who could be blamed for that? And who were the super intelligent people warning of this? That not only were they asking people not to come to the hospitals. And I'm not saying for every single thing, but quite a bit. They gave the impression, and that's what people don't understand who maybe are in public health. They just don't get the communication side of it. When you constantly are scaring people for whatever your underlying purpose is for scaring them. It'll manifest itself in something different than what you believe it is or should be. And that's what happened here. I remember discussing this and people from hospitals calling up the show, people who worked at hospitals, administrators. I remember thinking one specifically in Grand Rapids saying, well, we didn't tell people not to come for X, Y, or Z. We told them not to come for A, B, or C. Well, all they heard was A, B, and C, not necessarily X, Y, and Z. And then you scared them all to death. Like, oh, if you get this, you will die. So people wouldn't show up for their appointments. And the data made all of us intelligent people right once again. Industry executives and actuaries, this is in life insurance, believe many of these fatalities, because there's an uptick in deaths, can go directly to, in our case, what Governor Whitmer and the Democrats did. And that was lock down and discourage anybody from coming to the hospitals. And then they said later, people's fear of seeking out treatment and trouble to find it. Some insurers see continued high levels of deaths for some time, even though COVID-19 deaths are declining. Global Life Finance Chief said, quote, the losses we are seeing continue to be elevated over 2019 levels due at least in part 
we believe, to the pandemic and the existence of either delayed or unavailable health care, end quote. So not only did we hear what all the intelligent people were saying is going to happen, what else did you hear? We are seeing continued, the losses we are seeing continue to be elevated. What does that mean? Your life insurance policy are going to go up. It's going to cost more money. There's more. It's not just this guy. You're listening to the Live with Rank Show. If you want to give us a call, you have a thought about what we're talking about today, lines are open, 269-441-9595. You listen to Live with Rank. You're now listening to the Live with Rank Show. Thank you very much. I was telling you about this rise in non-COVID-19 deaths that many of us expected. Many, And I like to use the word probably anger some people. I get it. The intelligent people years ago were saying that this was going to happen. And now the data is bearing itself out. And I don't believe it's getting enough coverage. U.S. life insurances are saying, insurers are saying not only are we paying out higher amounts due to COVID deaths, but, quote unquote, surprisingly, we are seeing jumps in all other death claims. And the industry executives and the life insurance say it's due to the governors who locked down and all, everybody else who was for that and the hysteria about it and scaring everybody, even though back then, yes, the first month, I get it, maybe the second month. But after then, after that, we pretty much knew what was going on. We knew who were the groups that were most susceptible to it. And we also knew that the death rate was very low. But they scared everybody. They either told them not to come and get treatments or seek out medical help. In some cases, they said, well, you can't come for these, but you should come for these. But people just heard, don't show up. And if I show up and someone looks at me and it was COVID, I'm dead. That's the general sense of what they were making people feel like. Quote, the losses we are seeing continue to be elevated over 2019 levels due at least in part, we believe, to the pandemic and the existence of either a delayed or unavailable health care. That's from Global Life. Percentage change from pre-pandemic numbers of death benefit is going up across the board. Quote, we anticipate that they'll start to be less impactful over the course of 2022, but we do not anticipate that we'll see at least some elevated levels throughout the year. And then there's more. I can read you quote after quote after quote of different people working in the health insurance, excuse me, life insurance business saying, wow, look at these numbers. And it's because of our lockdown. Shouldn't those be considered COVID deaths? I bet those should be, are much more legitimate than many are that were considered COVID out there because most of the people died with COVID, not because of COVID. Ah, that was something interesting that I saw. Here's something interesting, too. We all know what happened with Russia invading Ukraine. We also know this is very interesting, and someone explain it to me, any of you, or if you on the left don't want to call in, just think about this. How is it Russia invades Ukraine and takes Crimea during the Biden, at the end, I would say, probably, of the Biden 
or at that time, Obama-Biden administration, and then does nothing while Trump is in office. And then within a year of Biden being seated, they go and take more of Ukraine. Now, people are going to try to make this more complicated than it is. It's really not. Answer that question. Why do you think that happened? Why didn't Putin try two years ago to take the Ukraine? Putin saw how Trump was hated by the media, how they lied to about him. The media every day lied about him. They saw his support and the numbers going down, but yet they didn't take advantage of that. They waited to see if Biden would be seated as president. And then once he did become seated as president, they started to make their move. Do you guys remember going way back to when Mitt Romney was running against Barack Obama in his reelection campaign? Obama's re-election campaign. Do you remember when Mitt Romney said this at one of their debates? And then you're going to hear the reaction from Obama, from Biden, from, from I think she was Secretary of State maybe at the time, Hillary Clinton, from Madeleine Albright, all these lefties and the lefties on the, in the news, in the media. This is to Russia. This is, without question, our number one geopolitical foe. After all, you don't call Russia our number one enemy unless you're still stuck in a Cold War mind war. Governor Romney is mired in a Cold War mindset. He acts like he thinks the Cold War is still on. He's even blurted out the preposterous notion that Russia is our number one political geopolitical foe. It's somewhat dated uh, to uh, be looking backwards. The statements that Governor Romney makes show little understanding of what is actually going on in the 21st century. It's a really curious statement given that the Cold War has been over for some time. A throwback to the Cold War. I mean, we work with Russia all the time. He's not a dumb man, but he said something that was clearly dumb. Is an antiquated worldview. Is he trying to play Ronald Reagan here or what? What's he up to? The 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back because you know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. After revolution in Kiev, Russian tanks, choppers, and troops moved into Crimea. So do you see who's really not the intelligent people? Who really have to put a lot of effort to think about things? Or they do know it and they're just lying. Congressman Ted Lieu, a far left congressman, Ted Lieu, I think he's from Hawaii, just the other day is now offering, quote, rare praise of Senator Mitt Romney, arguing he was right in 2012 when he said that Russia was the number one U.S. geopolitical foe. Now, I, I would say I would contend that it's China, not Russia. But Russia is a thorn in our side and right there. And I mean that because if China, I say that about China, China's much more stronger. Russia is, as many of you know, it's just a country with a gas pump in it. 
their economy is not good. All they can sell is their gasoline or oil. But China, they're close to what I think I heard the other day, 80% of our GDP now and growing. They have a bigger Navy, I believe, than us now. But certainly Russia is up there. Quote, this action by Putin further confirms that Mitt Romney was right when he called Russia the number one geopolitical foe, end quote. Very liberal Congressman Ted Lieu admitted on CNN yesterday, quote, now, depending on where their focus or forces go, it could determine whether we enter a very large war or not. Did you catch that? Now, depending on where their forces go, it could determine whether we enter a very large war or not. Well, end quote. My question right away to him would be, can you explain what you mean by that? Do you mean us, the United States, entering a very large war or not? Or do you mean just generally, is this going to turn out to be a very large war or not? I think that would be important to know, wouldn't you? Do any of you believe that the United States should send troops to fight against the Russians? Or what do you think we should do? I have news report after news report how the Wall Street executives, the finance people, are saying these sanctions are a joke. They're not going to work. But what should we do? 269-441-9595. Ted Lieu went on to say, if Putin merely sends forces into the existing regions in Donbass where the Russians back separatists already control those regions, that'll be different than if he sent his forces into the regions of which Ukrainian forces currently control. That could be very bad, end quote. Oh, so we're going to give up we're going to allow the Ukraine to give up some of their pro- their land because there were people there fighting against them that want to go back to Russia. Really? So what are we going to give up? Southern part of California? Mexico wants it back. What about Texas? The southern part of Texas? Do we give that back to them? Now they would say, well, we control that. But it's really semantics, I think. Two six nine four four one nine five nine five lines are open. You're listening to the Live at the Rank Show. We'll be right back after this.